0: Here we are, Golf Underground ESPN Radio, boy Eduardo Sally giordo Back after, in action. After a little hiatus, he slept in just a little bit today, you know. <laughs> I mean, the thing about um, coming to the PGA Tournament down here in Austin is sometimes the nightlife takes its toll. Uh, All I
1: missed was getting shouted at by Tom Kite. He did,
0: that's, that, that's right, that's right. This morning we started our, our interview today, we started with Tom Kite. Uh, a mildly handsome fella, but mildly. there is no one more handsome than the guest that we have right now. Right? This guy is I, handsome.
2: Look at that helmet too. I just bought him yeah, that I hat.
3: Start every day out today with this. Isn't it nice? I no, it's I I We all. validate
2: so you. Well, good. let
0: me give you a formal intro, all right? Parker McCollum. If it's a name you don't know, I can promise you, you will. He is the owner of PYM Music down here in Austin. He released his first single and EP in 2013. His full debut album, The Limestone Kid, was released in uh, 2015. And I gotta tell you, The Austin Chronicle um, gave the release uh, three and a half stars, said it's too early to declare this limestone handsome kid, and I say handsome kid, debut uh, 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 album of the year, but it's already one to beat. So Parker, brother?
2: So, I mean, nice thanks for coming to you, on the show, brother. Right,
0: man.
3: man, as hyped as this show is, and as much as everybody <laughs> talks about this show, dude, to actually get to be on it super, super but, yeah. is super. Yeah. All
0: right, so so listen, um, tell us what you, what what are you doing right now? It, it, we we know you're a country yeah. music singer, yeah. right? Kind Where of, are you at? Where are you at?
3: Man, I'm uh we're on the road pretty much all the time right now. We're working on a new album. Uh, we're in uh, we're in record label you know meetings right now and uh, and trying to get all that sorted out. So man, we're just uh, we're just working really really hard.
0: That's How did it, it start? Really. You know, oh. your dad, in fact you your, your your main man. Yes. The creator. The is creator si- the creator is sitting right next to <laughs> us, right? And so, um, before you came up yesterday when we were in your, your driveway, he said how you know, how proud he was. He said, wait till you meet my son Parker, which every dad should should right. feel that way. But he said, you know, a lot of kids were off playing sports, you wrote music. Mm-hmm. When did your passion start in writing music, singing music, and why do you think that happened?
3: Uh, I mean, you know, as soon as I realized I wasn't gonna go play college sports, uh, which was at a pretty young age, I, uh, I was already playing guitar, I man. I just kinda, you know, put all the focus on that, and uh, I knew I wanted to come to Austin, Texas, and, uh, and I knew I wanted to pursue it, and I knew I could, uh, you know, f- at some point, if I keep at it long enough, I could, uh, you know, somehow make it happen, and, uh, you know, we've kind of, sort of, in a small, Scale been able to do it a little
2: bit, so. I would say, all right, so it's not we're not so sh- small anymore. Yeah, 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 not so small yeah, right, anymore. Right, right. So, you know, the thing
0: about the Golf Underground, there is really zero room for humility on this okay. program. In fact, Kevin <laughs> and I are mildly cocky ourselves. And so I think it's important that you say, what the heck just went down? Because you just signed a deal,
3: didn't you? Yeah, we signed a major record deal, man. Tell us about it. Um, and it hasn't even been announced yet, so I don't know if I'll get told for saying that, but I don't care. It's, uh, <laughs> See, uh, that's what the underground. That's why nice it's underground. Too, uh, yeah. I don't care. We, uh, we signed with Universal Records, man, and uh, and we had a lot of labels on the table, and they were all really good to us, and uh, and it was it was a super hard decision, but uh, we signed a major record deal with Universal Records, and that'll be announced very soon, and uh, probably within the next 30 days, and so uh, man, we're just like I said, we're just working so hard right now. Um, to get to be you know, at a Dell Match Play today and hanging out on Golf Underground with you guys is uh, is a real treat. For the day,
2: y'all. Okay, okay. So, so you're here at Golf Underground. You're walking around. We're on the first tee. We're on the first tee here at uh, the club, and um, you you run into some people. You're getting you signing autographs. You're taking selfies. You're doing the whole deal. <laughs> who else did you run into today? That
3: oh, dude. Uh, <laughs> okay, so a guy comes up to me who I we'd known through mutual people we'd never met, and he comes up behind me and says, "Hey, man, we never met. I want to introduce myself. My name is Django Walker." and uh, if you don't know who that is, uh, maybe you'll know who his dad is. His dad's name's Jerry Jeff Walker. And he walked up and he, he introduced himself. And he said, hey, I'm Django Walker and this is my dad. I'd like you to meet him and I never met Jerry Jeff Walker. He's, you know, a hero of mine. He's just a living legend of a songwriter and, uh, and performer. And uh, so, I mean, I, I shook his hand. I've never ever been speechless in my entire life, legitimately, and I, I don't think I said a word. For the is 30s, he an Austin guy? Um, you know, I don't know if he lives in Austin. Yeah. Um, I don't know where he lives at, but um, I mean, he's—I uh, mean, just to just to run into him, first of all, Dell Dale Mass play and, and be out here, and then run into Jerry Jeff Walker—that's like—and <laughs> he
1: recognized you. <laughs>
3: yeah, that was—I just—I I just, I don't know, man. That was—I'm still like processing that. That was badass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when did you write your first song?
3: Uh, when I was 12 years old. Tell us about it. Uh, it was called West Texas Lover. I think that was the first one. And uh, my grandma still every time I've, I've written a thousand songs since then and she never asked me to play any of those. Every time I'm home she asked me to play Really? That one I'd always play when I was a kid. And uh, and so yeah, man, so I'm twenty six now, so fourteen years ago.
0: Was it good? No. Now now you listen to come No. what was it? Was it, a little, no, it like smoke a, on the water? A little dun, dun, No, it was dun, dun, real dun. it was a
3: real boring country song, man, called West Texas Lover. And uh and, and I just, you know,
1: hopefully
3: I'll
0: never have to play it again. <laughs> oh, you will, though. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe I'll sell it. Uh, all right. So, so uh, when did, uh, the, you know, in business, it, we talk about the entrepreneurial moment, right? It's, it's this moment that something clicks where you mm-hmm. say, I have an, an idea that all of a sudden turns into something big. When did it hit you that I'm not just going to be a guy sitting in my room playing this gig? That, wow, th- this is something that not only do you, you enjoy, it's your passion. Mm-hmm but I might, I might make a living out of this thing. I'm not going to take the traditional route going to college. I'm, I'm going all in on this. Chip's in.
3: Uh, man, I would say when it really kind of like, you know, when it really kind of registered in my mind is there was a, a band called the Randy Rogers Band. He's a legend in Texas. Yeah. I listened to him my whole life growing up and uh, played a show with him for the first time ever when I was 22, 23 years old, walked off stage, and he had just started a management company. And uh, I mean, he was walk on water to me, dude, and, and uh, walked off stage and he had asked if uh you know if we had management we didn't at the time we were super super baby in the business and um you know i think a few weeks later we were under his management and that was three years ago so that was kind of the moment that was like okay now you know people will listen so.
2: So, so i heard a story from your dad the other day about when you were going to you were going to college and you called your dad and said look I you got to stop paying for college. Yeah. I'm sitting here right now. I was
3: about three weeks into
2: college. <laughs> I was about three weeks into college
0: at that point. Yeah. Well, listen, he didn't waste his money. He went no, right to yeah. it.
3: And, uh, and so I was, just, you know, I, and that was. I told my parents I wanted to go to community college in Austin just so they would let me move there because I knew I had to be out here around the, the scene and stuff. And uh, and it worked. And then um, you know when I called him on the phone, and I was just like, look, you know, I mean, I'm super grateful to be able to have my parents pay for my education, but. I don't need it to do
2: this. That was like your first high leverage negotiation. Sure. Right. Yeah. You say I'm gonna say go that. to
1: community college. Yeah, you could say that, and it paid off. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, so you've been spending some time in Nashville. Tell yeah. us a little bit about what what your life's like in Nashville. You got two really bad cities, Austin. I got to slum it there, and then you got to go to <laughs> Nashville and spend some time there. Tell us about your time in in Nashville and what you're doing there.
3: Uh, man, I go there. It's all business when I'm there, man. I, there's not a lot of playtime when I'm there. I'll roll in on a Sunday night on the last flight uh, out of uh fresh off the bus, fresh off the road. Get into Nashville, I'll go straight to sleep, wake up the next morning, I'll write twice a day, every day for three days. Probably a meeting or two in between each one, or afterwards, dinner meetings every night. And then, uh, man, on Wednesday night, I am I fly back to Austin, I get on the bus and go back on the road, so. Um, it is straight business when I'm in Nashville. It's uh,
0: Yeah, so songwriting is something you have fun with. Yes. And you're good with, and you just mentioned that you've written a thousand songs since that the West Texas song how do you know how do you create a song right what what is the I think we're all curious and you know yep. if anyone who just saw Bohemian Rhapsody says oh my gosh right yep. that, that thing might have taken 30 seconds but, but what's the the uh, I guess the anatomy of a great song and how does how do you spark the creativity to, to make it
3: uh, it's for me I'm sure it's different for everybody for me it's more of like freestyle Uh, just like creativity, I guess you would say. I mean, I'll just pick up my guitar and and really honestly just be messing around and uh, kind of playing with different melodies or whatever comes to me at the time. And obviously, you know, if you've had a few drinks or it's late night or whatever.
0: (laughs) Right. Or you do a uh, radio interview with a couple of vibes in you.
3: Yeah, Yeah, it just kind of starts starts to flow out after a while. But um, it's it's super, super unique process, man. And, And there's nothing really, you know, that is consistent about it for me. It's always really different for me. And, uh, usually the melody comes first and then once i have a melody that i'm obsessed with yeah you know the words kind of pour out after that but that's not always the
1: case do you struggle much with having like a writing block uh finding that creative inspiration to write a song
3: yeah when i wrote my first album uh i didn't write a song for 10 months after that you couldn't uh, find it i just i just didn't write one you know i mean I i had ideas and had melodies and stuff like that but i don't think i wrote a full song for 10 months and i remember just being like
1: you know am i ever going to be able to do that again and then uh, and then we wouldn't do it again so, that's how i feel putting. I'm, so, I'm waiting for it to happen again i feel like i can do it
2: you know what i was going to say you got to get kinda, out of bed
1: before noon by the way
2: it's kind of like a long stretch of member guests for you after three or four in a row you just got to shut it down solely and say you know what i can't find it for a little while i got to take a break i got to ha- get my eyes surgically repaired i got to yeah. wear the eye patch. but you
0: know what um, i've been consistently good at he just brought up the term freestyle <laughs> have you ever met um, a dominating fifty-year-old freestyle white guy rapper. No, but
3: there's no. <laughs> You're doubt. looking at him, baby.
0: There's no
2: doubt in my mind, I can out freestyle either. you. think? Oh, oh, straight up, straight no, up. We yeah. can't go. go there go yet. No, go. we no, gotta got, got yes, go there in the nineteenth hole. We oh, in the nineteenth hole. You
0: wanna yeah. do a freestyle I'm uh, so, rap battle? So, so confident I would bet fifty
3: thousand dollars right now. I could go ninety seconds to that. Fifty thousand
0: dollar <laughs> right now. Right now we're gonna okay. bust it. Not I'm, now. We're gonna wait I mean till the nineteenth hole. So do I. So do I. What's your handle other than Parker McCollum? Right, What do they call you on the streets?
3: Oh, they call me PMAC or Young Answer.
0: Oh, PMAC, right? I'm the white shadow. Uh, okay. All right, all right. sorry, so, you got to be called
3: that.
0: Uh, yeah. so here... <laughs> oh, you starting with that now? Okay. It's so here we great. go. We're
2: going to go to a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to dive into a little bit more of Parker, his life in Austin, what he loves to do here. Uh, you're listening live on Golf Underground, brought to you by Mariner Wealth.
0: Hey, let's make this commercial break a sample of Lonesome 10 Miles. This is one of Parker McCollum's favorites, so enjoy it. Welcome back, Golf Underground ESPN Radio. We're with Wardo, Giordo, and Sully here at the Austin Country Club, and I dare dare I say the WGC Dell Invitational Match Play.
2: Yeah, you got it You're getting it. closer. You're getting closer. Where,
0: where did I miss it?
1: It is the Dell Technologies Again. WGC Match Play Championship. That's right what you said okay. next year they're gonna have a long title
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is that Mike? can you just long. say he's over
1: 60 trying to uh, introduce it this week 0 for 60. yeah you know
0: why because I, i'm a freestyler well, you, right? you, you look look can't tell
1: your first time still so. <laughs> yeah
0: that's what i'm saying all right well listen. hey we're with parker McCollum. he is um, I, you can't even say he's an up-and-coming country star he is an absolute star for those of you who like country music or frankly just music right i mean your inspiration in fact you and i were kind of walking around yeah. the tournament today and and I was asking you, you know, who do you love or who inspired you? And, and I made the leading uh, question of what country star, and, and what'd you tell me? Who, you well, didn't say, say it was a country yeah, star. Yeah, I
3: said my favorite artist is John Mayer. Uh, but if I had to pick a favorite country artist, I know it's a generic answer, but it would be George Strader, Randy Rogers, for sure. Yeah. Favorite specific genre. But favorite artist of all time is John Mayer, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, so you signed a, um, uh, you, you
0: mentioned an agent or a manager. Took, record deal, yeah. All right, it, well, they took you under your wing. This is taking oh, you yeah, back. Oh, yeah,
3: Randy Rogers back in the day. Show all me. right,
0: it took you back in the day, okay. And so how did that change things, right? So so now you're, did it validate you mentally, right? Kind of like, we're again, we're sitting here on the first tee. And um, confidence and, dare I say, cockiness kind of helps you perform better. Did that make you feel... A little more studly, like, man, I got this.
3: Yeah, you know, it was just kind of—you could tell that you know venues would treat us a little differently when they found they saw the management on the contracts and stuff, and and just little things like that, you know, that kind of took a step up. But uh, I mean, he, here in Texas and, and a lot of places, you know, Randy's just a, literally a living legend, and I always call him the Godfather of Texas music, and uh, um, and so when, once that happened, man, and we were under his wing, it was it was kind of just like you know, stay the course and can have whatever you want. So we've been what, staying the course. What,
0: what uh, lessons did he teach you, right? So you now, the, now you
3: got the coach right there, yeah. right? What's the, he telling you? The, the biggest lesson really he taught me, I think, was kind of the relationships thing, uh, you know, behind the scenes and uh, and just kind of how to treat people and how to, uh, you know, everybody you see on the way up, you're going to see on the way down and things like that. Yeah. Um, and really just be really sweet to uh, to the people that take care of you and, and not take it for granted because it's a privilege, right, to get to do what we do for a living and, yeah. uh, and do it on such a big level. So, uh, man, just kind of, Understanding the the concept, all of that. Did really you
1: read Sully's precise selling book? I'm pretty sure that's exactly what he teaches. <laughs> no, uh, but, uh, be a good yeah. person, you'll
0: sell more. Yeah, yeah, you sell more stuff if you're a good person. No, but this kind of goes back, Wardo, to to some of the conversations we had with uh, Colt nosed and and we a little bit with Streb, right? Yeah. Where, um, you know, you think of these golfers, they come yeah. out here, and if you miss the cut, what do you do? Well, if you're a really bad salesperson, you go home and you pout. But if you're a really good salesperson, you jump in the tents, you sit with your sponsors, you shake hands. Yep,
2: kiss babies.
0: Right, but, but it's gotta be a bit like this in music too, right? There's the stage, oh, yeah. that's the show time, but that's only a percentage of oh, yeah. the overall gig. What percentage of, now that you're a business, what percentage is stage versus all the other stuff?
3: Uh, you know, I mean, the, the show is kinda something that, that is rehearsed and planned out. The business isn't isn't rehearsed and planned out necessarily. You know, that's all kind of, that's all kind of like free lance, I guess, in a sense. And, and, and you don't ever know which way it's gonna go because there's so many different personalities right on the business side of things. But, um, you know, the, the show is a great thing to be able to, you know, focus on and stuff. But if you don't put a lot of attention towards your business, you'll lose every time. But best best businessman wins.
0: But who do you need relationships with?
3: Uh, I mean, if it's radio, people that play your songs, be really sweet to them, you know. So when it comes time to put a new song on the charts or, or on the, you know, give you spins, they'll they'll take care of you because they know that, you know, you went in there and you were really sweet to them. Or yep. if you go into a record label meeting or a management meeting or a, a publicist meeting, you know, or anything like that, or an interview, you're gonna have. I mean, you want to be really sweet to those people and take care of them, just like anything else in life, because it's gonna come back to help Amen. you Amen. Amen. No, yeah.
2: isn't that the truth right there? Sure. Okay, so so we were talking at break about the tour bus and, and life on tour. Dive in, give our listeners a little bit of insight of, of what you have going on on the bus, where you go, and then also talk about the nuances that go on behind the scenes that no one really ever sees um, with, with an with a artist like yourself. What
0: are you really looking for, Wordo?
2: I want and to know. We want, great <laughs> I we can see know, your face. By the way, road. I know
0: we're on radio, but yeah. you know, they—I
3: see your yeah, face you see right now. You get a little twinkle in your eye. Great because stories. well, you know, most of those stories <laughs> I can't talk about on air, and most of the time, what I was Most of the time, it's what happens on the bus stays on the bus ride. Right? And um, <laughs> but you know, we, we toured in a van for two and a half years, and uh, and we just got our first bus uh, eleven months ago. So uh, that was like a huge huge jump for us and everybody got to like sleep again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we have a crew now that does everything. So, you know, so you don't have to get off the bus until showtime and uh just, those are kind of little things that you benefit from, you know, kind of growing a little bit and having, and having a bus and a crew and stuff. But
2: so, talk, talk to me about the crew and, uh, and your driver. I heard your driver's. Oh, dude, we got the most kick
3: ass driver, dude. I mean, he is. His he name's J.R. Rodriguez, I man. He drove for Selena, Wu Tang Clan, Whitney Houston. He drove five, fight, five fights through Vegas with uh, Oscar de la Hoya. And he's just the sweetest, most, hardest working man you've ever met in your life, man. And, and just and loves us so much, and takes really good care of us. And he actually just passed on an offer to go drive for George Strait uh, to stick with us.
0: All right, listen, I'm That's curious. A pretty big <laughs> vote of confidence. Yeah. No, <laughs> how, how, super how do you cool. become a driver to the stars? I mean, isn't yeah. it just put your blinker on and turn well, you know, left? What, <laughs> what is this?
3: Right now, you could you could you could do it really easily. It's it's so hard to find a good bus driver, and uh, and we have one that I mean, he's he is 100 percent across the board at all times. Most unbelievable uh, employee that I have, and uh, and he's just uh, a great dude to have on board with us. But bus drivers are really limited. Good bus drivers, really. So yeah, if you're a really, I mean, he's literally no lie. He's passionate about bus driving. It's crazy.
0: Isn't it
4: funny? So
2: so I've heard stories. um, You can you can uh, let let us know if this is true. I've heard a story about you vacuuming, cleaning, doing all the things that you shouldn't. An artist shouldn't be doing while on the road during. while being on the road. Yeah, I gotta yell at. I kinda well, have a, he keeps it real, bro. Yeah, I kinda a, of have a problem. Sagif, I always
3: I always say, you know, one day you're gonna be watching the awards show and they're, and they're gonna make an award that's you know, and you're gonna hear it's gonna be the cleanest, best smelling bus in country music goes to
2: Parker McCollum. <laughs> well look at your father over there. I know, and, god, and he's so handsome. Oh my god. And, uh, he's shacked, he's tan. And it's just uh it's just I don't know man, I
3: can't I can't help but I just like, you know, my shit to be nice and clean. Yeah. Sorry the same shit twice on the radio. But um Good Yeah, I mean, I just—I don't know. It's weird. Sometimes it's—I'm not like over OCD or weird about it or anything, but yeah, yeah, I just like our—I just like things to be in order, you know.
0: So, so all right. So, how will you judge your success, right? So, when you're when you're starting the journey, and of course you're a few years into, you've already started it, right? But you're still in that, let's you know, quarter one Mm -hmm. of life, yeah, right? And you're wondering what's two, three, and four going to be like, and that's what's so fun—the wondering of what's going to come next. At the end of the gig, what do you hope you have accomplished?
3: Uh, you know, I, it's hard. I'm not good at saying those things out loud, right? Because people, it, could, it comes off so it's the wrong way. But I mean, if you're not in this to be the best, mm-hmm. right? And, and I played sports growing up. I'm very, very competitive. So always trying to win. You know, no matter what it is, trying to win. And uh, and so with with what I do in music, it is is no different, man. I want to go be just the biggest thing that we could ever possibly be. And uh, and man, if we can. If you get second or third in that effort, that's a really good place sure. to be. Sure, sure so. it is. Yeah, Aim it.
2: high. So, 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 we're just finished up. We watched Gary Woodland win his first match, and yes, our listener is going to call me a Gary Woodland homer. Sometimes, buddy. But one thing that Gary always talks about is silently, no different than yourself. Yeah. You guys are very similar in terms of your mannerisms, your swag, the whole deal, your walk. Um, but, but basically, Gary says, "I'm going to do what it takes." To get to number one in the world, yeah. yeah, and and he's dead set on that, and he stays focused. Does he have fun? Yes, but but I think that exactly what you just said that 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 rings true is you know you got your sight on the prize, and I talked to your dad about this, and I just think that that's awesome that you're trying to get to the to the pinnacle.
0: Yeah, well, and and um, it's really hard to get there if you don't first set the objective. Right, right. It's not cocky. You know, I, we started by saying this is a humility-free environment. But but why else would you do it unless the goal is to just, just be the best that ever existed? Yeah, why can't no you doubt. even say that? Like, yeah. that doesn't make you a jerk, uh-uh. right? And the same with Gary. I think it's great. And, and
1: you told me this a couple of weeks ago that Gary wants to be number one. Why
0: can't he be?
2: Well, he, he probably will get there. And well, like whoever
1: we, does, they don't get there by accident, right? I right. mean, that's the goal.
2: Well, we had Chuck Cook on, who's a Hall of Fame instructor the other day, and he said... Uh, one thing he said: We said, "How do you measure success with your students?" And he says, "By by setting goals and objectives with my students, and whether they're meeting them or not meeting them or exceeding them." And so I just same thing. Same thing goes here to, to music. Is you know he wants to get to the to the pinnacle, and that's where he's going to get. Well, and
0: I'm curious. You, you tell me, and and um, you know I'm always curious about the um, relationship between business setting business objectives and art and creativity right so a lot of people I think perceive hey man if you just play great music bro stuff will come mm-hmm. stuff will right and, um, but it's not so much like that right you you have to have that freestyle creativity mm-hmm. but you, either you got to be really smart or you need to be smart enough to hire people around you yeah. who not only say, okay, listen, Parker's goal is to is to be standing on the stage in Nashville at the Country Music Awards. As the I'm, as the, 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 I'm the one
3: that has the people around him versus being the smart one. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well. It
0: doesn't you're matter. Smart, it you're doesn't smart matter. That's that. not your job. Your mm-hmm. job isn't to be that guy. Your job is to hire the right guys to, to, to do that, right? But there's a lot of short-term objectives you have to accomplish in the meantime. Mm-hmm. To, before you become number one, what are the things you have to do to
3: get to two or three, or hey, why don't we get to top 10? I'll tell you the number one thing, that if any kid ever asked me, you know, how, what did, what did we do to get to where we are, or whatever, any any question I get like that, I always tell them, every single person in the world, no matter what they're doing, they're gonna have their days, right, where they have doubt and they question themselves, right, and that's when most people quit. If you can just get through those days, you can have anything you want. That's so if deep. you can have, yeah, if you can have that emotional control, uh, when, it, when times mm-hmm. are really hard, or you really are doubting yourself, if you can just say, hey, let's just, you know stay on the path and stay the course and I mean, I'm mean, i not lying you have anything you want yeah. so,
2: so a quote we heard from somebody the other day on the show if it is to be it is up to me and I, I keep telling Sully that when it in terms of his golf swing and what we're working on and his lack of his, his lack of preparation um,
3: hey oh, there, there is Tiger. There's yeah, Tiger Tiger Woods walking yeah.
0: past us right yeah, here Tiger. at the at the golf yeah, underground. So, yeah, we'll probably- the only
2: golfer that has police escort? <laughs> of yeah, he
0: does. We'll probably get him on the underground here. Are you the only
2: entertainer, that, that musician that has police escort, because of all your ladies? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and tell he these does. listeners he, that, Well, yes. listen,
0: here's the problem with this being a radio program, is uh, the listener can't see just how handsome you are. You know-
2: I actually disagree. We got, we got you, video going on right We here.
0: Oh, we got the video, right? But you know, I mean, they're the likes of Adam Scott. Um, of course, uh, Colt Nose said um, he thought Josh Duhamel was the handsome the most handsome fella on the planet. I think Parker's going to not only musically dominate, but I can see him being like the next Farrah Fawcett poster. <laughs> They're, right? There's going to be fellas um, with um, with uh, Parker's uh, poster. She was hot. She was
3: really hot. I she saw a poster on the wall in a record store the other day um, of her when she was really young. and I was, she was
0: Every kid my age had that poster on the wall. Yeah, she was yeah. a babe. Yeah, I just took mine down like she a week and a half ago. She a babe. Yeah, still a bit, yeah. yeah, she's a little older, you know, once you hit my She's age. got your chest freckles. She does. All right. <laughs> Can't airbrush right, those off. You, you got to end the segment on the chest
3: freckles. All right, listen,
0: <laughs> we're with Parker McCollum. Hey, what's um, Where can people learn more about you, download your music? Like, obviously, it's everywhere. But Man, um, yeah,
3: if, if you can get music on it, we're on there. You can go to parkermccollum.com. Obviously, social media is dominant nowadays, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. All the BS, man. It's on there. It's it's available. All right. Listen.
0: When we come back after this commercial break, we're going to have a little conversation about fashion, right? So, uh, the
2: fashion uh, team. Yeah,
0: and the fashion team. In fact, we were walking around, and you, Wardo, because fashion is important to you, and of course, you, Giordo, you act like fashion's important to you, but you're starting to dress like a frumpy old man yourself.
1: Uh, um, uh, you got the you, dad bod going. You got the dad got bod. To going. To well, now you are. have two
0: kids. You've got right. the this
1: is funny. I'm looking at Parker. really like the dad bod now. They do. Yeah. I, I can't I, rock this mediums anymore.
0: I, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. And my back fat is popping out the back. You, you think my retina detached. My back fat just detached. <laughs> All right, come on back. You're on the Golf Underground on ESPN Radio. Well, welcome back, to ESPN Radio Golf Underground, Jordo, Sully, and Wardo on our, our 10-hour road trip down to Austin. Um, uh, honey, um, I, I hope you forgive me for um, being gone so long. I do have two daughters, and. and... I'll, I'll be home soon, honey, I love you. <laughs> I, I had to, you have to say this, I'm honey. All right. Say all right, so listen, Parker McCollum, oh my gosh, this is crazy. He's so, we had, handsome. Listen, he's we so had, handsome. We had Dante last week, a little comedy, right, a little funniness, right? So Dante, he's, he's in all the Adam Sandler movies I was telling you about. We had to bleep about every other sentence. You've yeah. kept it very clean. I've,
3: I've tried so hard. <laughs> spice it up. My yeah. old man gets on to me all the time. He's like, you really talk like that all the time? I'm like, no.
0: Yeah, well, wait till we freestyle rap, by the way. There's going yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah, lot lot to be a lot of bleak. There's going to be a lot of All right,
2: so here we go. We're going to go with the smashing tea and the fashion tea all in one. We're not even going to go to the lesson tea. We're going smashing and fashion. So. <laughs>
1: fashion begets let's, smashing.
2: Let's start with the fashion. So we're going to start with the fashion. Parker, tell us about your fashion, your dress. You've you got chains, you've got all the fit. He You're does. So, he's so pretty, looks so good the flow, has so got the flow. Tell us about your uniform on stage, the tuck-in tee, and, sure. and why the ladies well,
3: wear. I So I didn't have any style whatsoever. Like, I really don't, I don't, that's not like my thing at all. And uh, and I had said recently, I was like man I'm like grown now, you know I still can barely dress myself. Um, and I go out in front of thousands of people every night so it's kind of an, an important issue. And uh, and so, anyways, I didn't have any style. I wore just kind of random clothes on stage every night—boots and jeans, pretty, pretty generic. And then uh, there's a company out of Austin, Texas called Zilker Belts, which they make these really, really cool leather belts in all these different colors. And uh, they had given me some, some somehow or another, they had gotten some to me, and uh, two or three of them. And I said, "Well, I don't, you know, I, why would I need a cool-looking belt? I don't—you can't even see it if I were to wear it." Yeah. So that night, when they gave me the belt, I just tucked my shirt in and and. Uh, um, and tuck my shirt in and put that belt on and then it just kind of started from there on its own it became a tucked in t-shirt and then one night I had been drinking a little bit and I was on my Instagram and I changed my Instagram bio to tucked in t-shirt and then all of a sudden Deshaun Watson had contacted me on Instagram and was like hey bro I'm rocking a tucked in t-shirt too for my no way. football tonight yeah true story I'm no right. way never met him in my life didn't even know he would know who I was And uh, and he and so he that whole deal went down and it's just kind of been a thing and now people come to shows with their shirts tucked in and we have shirts that say tucked in T-shirt and no way it's kind of a thing now it's been like like
0: no shoes radio right sort of that no shoes thing going right
2: no no doubt tuck it in baby yep so give us a little sense of some apparel you got some great you got some great branding where can where can they get the apparel and, and kind of what items what what do you have selling.
3: Yeah, you, so we we sell all of our merch online at Uh and obviously every show we have uh, one or two merch stands set up. And, uh, you know, you can buy anything you can buy online. You can buy at the store or at the show in person. Um, and so that's kind of our brick and mortar that's mobile, I guess. But, um, yeah, we just, uh, man, we've been super lucky to have fans that are loyal enough to buy you know, merch every single night, and, um, and, you know, we just kind of started selling more and more and more and more, and now we have a whole office space for our merch, and it's kind of its own entity in itself, so, um, and yeah,
0: mama, I, don't you have little family members helping the cause? Yeah, on so that my, one? my
3: stepmom runs the whole deal, man. She's, she is absolutely. <laughs> she was awesome. talking about it last night yeah she is, she is phenomenal, man. She runs the whole thing. She really is the one who took it off the ground. She got obsessed with it and uh, and and just kind of goes uh, crazy with it. Um, and I, people all the time will bring shirts up to me to sign after a show or whatever. And I'm mean, like, I've never even seen this shirt. I didn't know we had this. Um, so I really kind of you know got out of it and, and was able to kind of focus on other things when she stepped in and literally took it over it's amazing
1: do you have any trouble on stage with your tucked in t-shirt becoming untucked as you you're know, moving which, about <laughs> no
3: it, no and you know the only thing i ever worry about is it's not i have a certain way that i tuck it into where it's perfectly tight you know what i'm saying and it's not there's no sag you know or flipping over the belt yeah you why know, can't I, sully
1: keep I his shirt tucked that. in well, well be, be, he was talking last night about putting garters on no 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 listen, we, well we, you we, may
3: have i mean you know i'm telling and, you we got an entrepreneur,
0: no, let me ask you, Parker, all right, from a business perspective, <laughs> right? Because it always comes out right on my back fat on the right, mm-hmm. right? And it, no lie, I had a serious moment with Jordan. I said, what if they make them a little longer and you have like a little clip that clips onto your underwear and you get like a matching set. You get the shirt and you get the clip underwear and you never have to worry about that problem. Why has that been invented? And maybe you want to be an investor yourself. in that as a, as a really... Uh, I mean a smart fellow yourself. You may have
3: just made yourself a billion dollars, I don't know. Or someone that's listening just made themselves a billion dollars. Would you listening. wear the uh, the product if I got you the underwear um, from Shenzhen, China? I sure, I sure will one day whenever I have that problem. Oh, I yeah? sure will. Okay. Yeah. But I'll tell you, you know, the, the, the secret to it is just wear your pants higher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> would be good luck. Just Aww. pull your pants up higher. So people yeah. always make fun of me because how high I wear them. But my, I got real long legs, you know, so I'm not actually wearing them that high. It just looks like it. It's the no oh,
2: back see, fat. That's that cockiness oh, yeah. I want. Okay, see, okay, see, that was a
3: subtle way saying I'm tall and handsome.
2: Oh, <laughs> I saw, yeah. I picked up on yeah, that. Yeah, that's what yeah, that is. That, no, that was it. subtle. All right, so that's we're it. Gonna, well, we got to switch gears now. We got to get to the smashing tea at the la- second part of this segment. Tell us a little bit about the ladies that are at the show and kind of who. What's your fan base like? I mean, are we 70, 30 ladies to guys, or what are we looking
3: at? Uh, you know, it's it's weird, man. We have so many female fans and so many male fans, but obviously the female fans are much more, you know, upfront and personal, and they want to, you know, meet you and talk to you and all that stuff. The guys are always like, "Hey, man, I'm not gonna ask you for a picture, but I love your stuff." Yeah, well, it's, I, it's, it's their great. girlfriend yeah, coming yeah. up to you. That's the problem. And they're always they're always kind of hesitant or whatever. But when they finally come around, they're like, "Man, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a huge fan," but you know, they'll always.
1: Now, when you say the gals want to meet you, is that M-E-E-T or M-E-A-T? Both. <laughs> Both. And,
3: and even M-A-T-E, you know?
1: So, and, uh
3: M-A-T-E as well, so all but you, of those. But you do have a girlfriend now, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do.
0: Oh, so, see, there ain't no meat. So, so you're your just playing mate. it out. Now. And no mate. Right. So, yeah, but
1: you gotta hey, still don't kinda, blow his cover. No, but right? you gotta
3: play. I, I am assuming mildly available. She would love that she's being mentioned on the show. Yeah. She, what's your name? Hallie Ray Light. Hallie, guess oh, what? what you're, you're,
0: you're the you're the star in his life, girl. No doubt. Right? Yeah.
3: She uh and she's she's super cool about the girls, man. She uh she gets it and she knows that uh they're fans and they dig what we do and uh, you know as long as they. Um, you know, like every now and then I go to the front of the stage, and, and the the stage will be close to the crowd where they can touch you. You know, and they'll, yeah. they'll grab things that they shouldn't grab. Ooh, we yeah, get that, that far. Ha- that happens all the time, and uh, and I don't think she likes that. But everything else, she's pretty cool
1: with. Well, she's still she's got the honors on yes, the smashing tee. No yes, doubt. Yeah. yeah
2: <laughs> so so I disagree. I saw. Please a God, guys. hope her dad does not listen to the golf underground. <laughs> I <laughs> saw a couple guys drooling over you today. They're like, oh, is that Parker? Is that Parker? They're literally stalking him from behind. Yeah. And they come up and like start scratching at his shoulder. Can we get an autograph and a picture and a selfie? So I kind of disagree with the, the bros that are afraid to be in front of you, but you know I'll, I'll go with it. And I think we're just going to have to stay for a concert.
1: That smacked a jealousy right there, Wardo. Oh, absolutely. I'm totally A, a little blunt
2: out. A little, Did you totally sense jealous. it too?
0: Really, I sensed it, right? You
3: want to be Parker McCollum.
2: Of course I do. This guy's a legend. Look at him. Right? Look at those frames. I bought him a hat. I bought you a hat. I mean, it doesn't get me it,
3: Fake it till you make it, baby. All yeah.
2: Hello. All right. All right. Well,
0: hello. We've made a living out of that over the past few months with the golf underground. Look at that. I mean, hello. <laughs>
3: I'm telling you, man, it's such an honor to be on a show that's so hype and so talked about and so popular. Oh, six, the 15 people six. that
1: listen
2: I'm serious. Yeah. Nuts about oh, it. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. We're, the, the likes of Tom Kite, we've had some great guests this week. Chuck Cook. I mean,
0: how would you just, compare Parker's interview with Tom Kite's interview
1: this morning? Um,
2: not very similar. Let's just put it that way. Really? Yeah. How did you, Tom do on different. the
1: smashing tea?
2: I love Tom. I love Tom. We had a. We got some of his time, and that's all. That's all all I can thank him for. It was a great show. But
0: you know what? Tom was um, a great freestyle rapper back in his day with his glasses. Yes. He had this great uh, freestyle rapper and he had a name to it, right? Yeah. It was Pasty Man in in, the, in Thick Glasses. Yeah. This thing made it to the top 20. Soda Pop right, Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it was unbelievable. The Beastie Boys in fact, they covered it. It was
2: like I got my fucking glasses.
0: Check it out the asses. They Parker on okay. smashing. What?
2: Alright, stop. <laughs> Can't freestyle till the 19th toll. Alright, when we come back We're gonna dive into the 19th hole, and we are gonna do our first freestyle on golf. Rap battle? No, we're not,
3: because I can't freestyle without saying very, very, very. No, no, it's okay. We got the
0: bleep. uh, We're we're not live right now. This is being recorded from the first tee box at the WGC Dell Technologies Match Play Extravaganza. You're on the Golf Underground on ESPN Radio.
4: I'm on the road, missing home, missing the road while I'm home, but baby, I'm going, I can't breathe, baby, I'm dying, why you cry?
0: Welcome back, Off Underground ESPN Radio. By the way, we're having so
4: much fun. We got, we got Parker McCollum. He is the
0: uh, uh, the next Elvis. Um, dare, I'm not going to put you in a box and call you a country music singer. You're just a damn Thank stud you. songwriter. You're an entertainer. And you Thank know you. what's cool about this? You're, you're starting the journey. And you've understood that the way you get there is by being a hell of a great person.
3: No doubt. And that's how you
0: get there, right? Absolutely. You know what? Because if the byproduct along the way, you made a whole bunch of friends, right? And you made great music, that's how you win, right? That's why I'm always curious about how people answer the question. How do you know that you won at the end of the deal? Mm -hmm. Certainly, there's business objectives, which is I became the number one singer-songwriter in America. But imagine if you've got hundreds of people who you affected in a positive way. Mm
3: did yeah, you that's, win? That's worth more than any money, so. Isn't it? That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so we're gonna go to the
0: rapid fire Wardo's favorite segment. My I prefer favorite. the 19th hole. Can we call this the 19th we can hole? Call this Sponsored the 19th. by who?
2: Uh Sheridan's Unforked, Eating Good and Feeling. Good. Are you
0: feeling
1: good, Wardo? You
2: know what? I'm I need one more to start to feel really good.
1: You feel ungreat.
2: <laughs> yeah. Giordo, do you feel
1: good. better? I'm
2: on the mend. Right? <laughs> if okay. you you're, bought you, the Dad? <laughs> okay, here we go. Rapid fire questions. Right here. Who will win the Dell Technologies Extravaganza Match Play? Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. There it is.
0: Just like that. All right, hey, favorite song from John Mayer?
3: Oh, man, there's, that's probably a 30-song-long list, but I would say Wheel off of uh, uh, heavier
1: things.
2: Yes.
3: Favorite song you've written? Favorite song I've written? Probably Meet You in the Middle.
2: Okay.
1: Middle of a concert, you realize you missed a belt loop. What do you do? Oh, you just go with it. It's all just good. go with honestly,
3: it. Un- honestly, untuck the tee. I've been untucking the tee a little bit halfway through the oh, show. Oh no, it's, what? Yeah, you're it's changing. Kinda, What's you know, happening here? you? If the crowd's a little tight, you know, and if they're if they're a little, sometimes you know, you'll, it'll be a sellout crowd, two thousand people, and they'll just and they're just not rowdy, you know. So you untuck the tee and kind of
2: let them know. You that kinda you're Kind of pull up and show the abs. A little
3: bit. No, never do that. A little so, little no. magic mic. No? That's, that's Tim McGraw's <laughs> chick.
2: That's <your> trick. That's their <laughs> trick. Oh, you Tim can't McGraw's do that. Thing.
3: No, uh, I'm not. That's not my style. So okay,
2: who's a better golfer, you or your father?
3: Me easy. easy. Not even close. We came out to ACC and played over Christmas break. I shot 70, 70, shot 79. So
2: I like Ooh, those I'm are much, good scores though. The much, hell of a yeah. Score. He, yeah, he draws the letters at the top of his backswing. I'm like, are you going to draw that whole entire alphabet while you're up there? Or are you mm-hmm. going to just get in the slot?
3: And he, I, I drive it probably 30 yards past him. So
1: hey, don't take a shit on him. He's not on the show to defend himself. <laughs> That's true, and he's he knows every bit of what
3: ball. I just said. He knows that every what bit of what I just said is a lie. I think I shot 170 out here that day. Uh,
4: so.
2: and, he actually, and he
3: actually did shoot 77. So yeah,
2: he's awful quiet behind that phone. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's real quiet. <laughs> he's real quiet. Okay, so here we go. Best golfer you've ever played with.
3: Uh, best golfer probably Brian Cox that played at K State. That's probably the best golfer I've ever personally played with. I mean, my dad, my, 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 dad, <laughs> my, dad my dad and my uncle, my dad, my dad and my uncle, my brother truly are really really talented golfers. It's very impressive to watch them play. Uh, but I can't say them because I'm related to them. So I'd say Brian Cox. Man, played at K State. Played in Randy Rogers charity tournament with him, and uh, and he really he really did play well that day.
0: Oh, oh, God, Jordan, I saw those lips moving.
3: Tragic accident. Would you rather lose a hand or a foot? A foot. So I can still play guitar. There you go.
2: <laughs> God, that was quick. Head
3: leg. Have you thought about that before? Oh yes, all the time. No doubt. I mean, if you play guitar for a living, you're—I mean, I, like you know—I hunt a lot and, and fish a lot, and, and you know, knives and hooks and stuff, and, and guns aren't good for your limbs. You know, if something goes wrong, so okay. you really got to be mindful of
2: that. Okay, here we go. Another rapid fire one. This will be pretty quick. Blondes or brunettes?
3: Blondes. I mean, he, he, I mean, he knows, he knows. Yeah. He he he, he so knows. But people always ask what my type is, and I say, I don't have a type. My type is female. <laughs> well,
0: that's a good start.
3: That is a good yeah, start.
0: You know, although here on the Golf Underground, we believe in all open, um, everything. And smash um, and so, open to
1: all companies. Yes,
0: yes. Anybody's allowed judge. to smash. That's right. Yeah, 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 we don't judge. All right. Um, you have a chance to have a beer with one artist in history, dead or alive. Who is it?
3: Dead or alive? Um... Probably. Man, that is a harder question. I'd probably say Johnny Cash, honestly. Really? Yeah, I'd probably pick Johnny Cash. Why? Sure. Uh, just because, I mean, it, I never got to see him live. Yeah. You know, I never got to see him perform live, and uh, and I think that would be just unbelievable. Especially, like, now in the days of social media, if you could, like, post an Instagram of you and Johnny Cash having a beer, they'd be like... He's yeah, be dead. Star. How did you do that? You know, so <laughs> Yeah, that's Photoshop. Yeah, that would Before go that viral Photoshop. for sure. Yeah, no,
0: that's kind of the fake until you make it stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. Just put a, you like exactly. you and Johnny, his arm yeah. around yeah. your now neck. i probably pick Johnny Cash. Yeah,
0: we, yeah, we, we could do that. Give me your take on uh, um, Kenny Chesney and what he did with branding.
3: Uh, man, he's a genius, man. As and and much as I'm up in Nashville, they drop those labels drop his name all the time with what he's been able to do and what he's been able to build and create. and. Uh, he's such a he's such an artist for his fans you know he takes care of his fans he's yeah. all about it. he's got a margarita machine on the back of a golf cart and he'll go out when he plays arenas into the parking lots and because people pregame kind of like they do buffet yeah. you know it's kind of yeah, the same totally. vibe I know. I've been to and many- then go out there and pour margaritas and yeah. stuff so uh man that's super impressive to have that kind of commitment and hustle and work ethic because when you do it you know a hundred ton- hundred nights out of a year uh, that's a lot on you, man. And he it, and works hard.
4: Yeah, oh really, really God. hard, man. And, you know,
0: the coolest thing is, you know, we talked about no shoes, right? And you think about what he did on XM, Sirius XM Radio, uh, which it really has become my favorite station. Yep. You know, country well, they, music, they, I
3: like it. They play a lot of people on there. Everyone,
0: yeah. every, you know, really every cool. I think I heard
3: Pearl Jam on there recently. Totally, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. It, it, no lie, this is last week. I heard um, I like big butts, and I don't know why. Right? I mean, I'm like, <laughs> holy crap! This is No Shoes Radio. Yeah, this yeah. is unbelievable, right? Yeah, that's awesome. But but what I mean, great branding. So so is do you, do you look at guys like that and say I'm, I want to learn a little something from that? That's sure, the marketing think... gig or a bigger brand than just I'm a cool musician. Because we talked about Mayor. Mayor wasn't a master, still isn't a master of sort of that mass Consumer style, sure. Right. In fact, uh, um, I told you uh, today that a friend—he's not with, near as much of a
3: business as Kenny is.
0: No, and and for some reason he doesn't want to be. Yeah. He wants to be looked at as a a, um, a guitar player. Yeah, he, really, he wants to be Eric
3: Clapton. Yeah, he is a very true artist. It yeah.
0: hurts, but that, right. So I guess it depends on what you want to be. Do you want to just yeah. be sort of a cool musician, or do you want to sell some stuff?
3: Right. Yeah. Where are you at I mean, in I that think, mix? I think you just kind of want to walk that line. I think like that question earlier. You know, you said what, what do you want to be remembered for? What, what would you say would mean you have won at the end? And that was if you walked that line really well, you know. If you didn't have to sacrifice one thing or the other to have to have something, you know. If you can if you can be a great businessman and, and be a great artist and singer, songwriter, performer, then,
1: you know, that's a pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good... Uh, if you're going to take up the mantle of being a businessman, you might as well try to be the best one. Yeah, no doubt.
3: Right. I mean, and, and, and I mean that really sincerely. I know it's cliche and cheesy and, and people say it all the time, but, you know, I mean, if you're not trying to be the best, then, you know, if I'm raking leaves... I'm trying to kick your ass at regular, you know <laughs> for what I mean? real. So yeah. All so. right, all right. Speaking
2: what? of kicking, kicking, yeah, butts. Yeah. Let's do a little freestyle rap. We got the battle.
0: All right, right. Yep. Uh, 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 Wardo. All right. You want to pick a topic? How, how do you want to go with this? All right. Now we're ready.
2: I think you
3: see, you can't re- you can't have anything rehearsed either. You got. No, no, I, I did nothing rehearsed. Rehearse. Okay, I don't rehearse. The that's the
0: term freestyle. Freestyle centered around golf. Go. All right. You want to take it? And actually, we could bounce. We could be a team right
3: here, right? Oh yeah, I'll go. I'll go first. So Uh, it would sort of be like when you on the podcast it's the golf underground you're the only skinny one all the other three around they a little bit old they a little bit aged but they out of Dell match play vodka they gonna rage oh that's a- good
0: because <laughs> i grew up in the neighborhood i swear i'm looking at your glasses i want to get down on your asses it looks good you got nice lips look at sully and jordan and wardo hip espn it's not the end it's beginning because for out here wardo sinning you know it's like you we talk about smashing like you drinking beer a six pack or you're grassing. It's all the same. Why will you blame? It don't matter. Look at us because we're playing the game on the underground. We're here to kill it. I swear to God, don't you know you can bill it. I win. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He just he just dropped the but he won. He Word won. I did, I didn't miss a rhyme. but I did just freestyle on ESPN Radio so so so, ma, so mama I'm <laughs> Hey ladies and gentlemen, we were with
0: Parker McCollum. You're going to you're going to see more of him. You're going to hear more of him. You make sure you go to iTunes, download Parker McCollum. I got to tell you what. I've never been more impressed with a with a younger guy coming up in the system and and you're going to have to have us backstage all the time. Anytime we want. Would you make the promise right now when Sully Ward or Jordor come do we got access life, now?
3: Lifetime backstage passes and tickets guaranteed. Yes. <laughs> amen. Amen. <laughs> it's hey, we'll hey, it
0: ain't only golf on the Golf Underground. It's about living, it's about life, it's about being the best at everything you do, even if it means raking leaves or freestyle rapping. That's right, McCallum, Thank y'all for having me on. Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Hear that whistle, wind
4: and holler, waking you up in the night. All the way from California, Casanova has arrived, headlined on the morning paper, you read it by the road, waving goodbye to your neighbor, where the hell you supposed to go, guess I'll meet you in the middle, well ain't nobody told me.